0: The Washington Commanders didn't go back to back edge rushers in the NFL draft, but they did still get two of them. And we're going to study both of them right now on Locked On Commanders.
1: Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome, Commanders fans of the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day this is your daily podcast covering the washington Commanders. so please subscribe or follow for free on youtube or wherever you listen to your podcast so you always get the latest episodes as they become available i am david harrison credential member of the media covering the washington commanders for commander country a part of sports Illustrated's fan nation you can find me there here or on twitter at d harrison 82 or text me anytime at 202-760-2644 via subtext and now you can find locked on commanders and the entire locked on network in fact on the sirius xm app thanks again for making locked on commanders your first listen or your first view today and every day special thank you to the Everydayers. we're going to wrap up this week with this film study and then we've got a schedule release episode coming uh already some information coming out we already know the Washington commanders are not going to germany upside is I'm going to get to go see Boston for the first time ever. That's been a bucket list item of mine, so I'm very much looking forward to that. If you know you're going to be at that New England Patriots game, if you know before when it comes out, if you know right now that you're going no matter what, let me know. We'll meet up uh, there in Foxborough on game day. First off, we're going to start today's episode with K.J. Henry film study. Then we're going to hit Bray- not Brayden Daniels film study. We already did Brayden Daniels film study. If you haven't seen the offensive of Line film study, by all means, uh, please go back and check that out when you're done with this, this episode. But we're also going to hit Andre Jones Jr., his tape, uh, a little bit here. Look, like always, I watch multiple games of these guys. We do have a less than 30-minute, like 22 to 28-minute format here at the Locks On Podcast Network. So, unfortunately, I can't go through every single game that I watch with these guys, but I want to hit some key games, some key notes to share with you. And as always, subtexters, I will be sending out a text message with links to the YouTube videos that I viewed. I watch YouTube videos because you have access to them as much as I do. There's college film that we can get access to, but we can't share them with you. And just because it comes up every film study, uh, I know that a lot of channels have, they share college uh, footage. In fact, I mean, I watch some of them on YouTube myself, but that stuff is licensed. It is uh, only supposed to be used with permission. So on this network, on this channel, we want, we can't show you the video because uh, it's against the rules and look, other people are getting away with it that's great we will certainly leverage it for our benefit as well although i think one of these games was the acc's own youtube page so obviously they have access but anyway let's start off with kj henry all right kj henry who is he? first off 6'4, 251 pound edge rusher fifth round pick 2023 nfl draft number 137 overall fifth round pick you're not usually expecting quote unquote year one starter i mean if you get year two year three starter that's a pretty successful fifth round pick right Uh, K.J. Henry was given a 6.17 grade from NFL.com's Lance Zerline, which equates to being a good backup with starter potential, which kind of makes sense if you're watching the draft coverage. Uh, You saw head coach Ron Rivera talking with Martin Mayhew, and they're like, look, we got to go offensive line. They went with Braden Daniels first, and they traded up uh, in the fifth round to go grab K.J. Henry after that because, uh, again, starter potential in the fifth round, you'll take that every year. And, I mean, honestly, the commanders are taking it every year because they got Sam Howell. Uh, in the fifth round as well. The first game that I watched when I sat down that I'm going to share with you here, 2021 versus Wake Forest. This is a, a conference rival. Uh, again, if you're watching along with me, I'm going to send out the links to, to subtextors. If you want to find the game on your own on YouTube, that's fine as well. Uh, he's edge rusher. He's number five for the Clemson Tigers, so you know who to identify. He moves around a little bit, so you're going to have to keep an eye on him. Uh, in this game, I believe he's wearing a right arm sleeve, so that kind of helps you. Uh, determine who he is and keep track of him Uh, he played 43 snaps in this game which was the most in a single game in 2021 for Henry graded out as a 49.6 which was the second lowest grade according to PFF for an entire game run defense was 40.8 it was actually his worst graded run game Uh, 29.5 tackle rating was his worst run uh, tackle rating of the season and a 62.5 pass rush grade was his fifth best. Of course, we know KJ Henry is a pass rush specialist. His stats had two pressures, one sack, one hurry, one tackle, did have a missed tackle, and had one stop. Now, if you're not familiar with PFF stats, uh, a stop means that he made a play that prevented the other team from either converting a third down, scoring a touchdown in a goal-to-go situation, uh, one of those type of deals. That's what a stop is uh, considered. So he did have one of those, which is obviously a key play uh, in the game. The first play I want to break down with you, first and goal from the Clemson six, 11 minutes to go in the second quarter. So if you're in the video, you can get to that spot. Clemson is up 10-0 uh, already in this game, and they have they have an even front alignment. So I think they have four linemen, uh, defensive linemen lined up, four even front alignment. Wake Forest is in shotgun. Wake Forest runs a zone run through the right side C-gap. Now, the broadcaster says A-gap. It's fine, whatever. We're not going to judge Believe me, I'm not perfect, so I'm not going to expect anybody else to be perfect. Uh, right side C gap is where the run goes through. Uh, it's between the tackle and the right, or the right tackle and the tight end. Henry stands up his his tackle, which is the guy trying to block him. Stands him up, controls the blocker, and sheds the block just as the ball carrier makes his move to hit the gap. The ball carrier gets the ball, reads the line, sees the hole uh, in the C gap, is trying to hit it, and as soon as that uh, click and close happens, or as soon as that click happens. Henry sheds his blocker, close on the ball carrier, stops him for just a one-yard gain. Again, first and goal from the Clemson six. You're up ten points. Stops him for a one-yard gain. Forces second and goal. That very next play is our very next play. Second and goal from from the Clemson five. Uh, again, little less than eleven minutes left in the game. Right, Clemson still up ten nothing. This time. K.J. Henry comes up against a quarterback-designed roll to the right side. So I'm very impressed by the broadcasters. They actually kind of predicted this set. Here's what I would do uh, if I was Wake Forest. They do that exact thing. They roll their mobile-ish quarterback. He's not Patrick Mahomes, but he's certainly a moving, uh, a moving quarterback. They roll him out to the right side, which is K.J. Henry's side, left end of the defense, right side of the offense. And K.J. Henry fights off the tight end, gets away from the block, and pursues the rollout. But the thing I really like about this play is, is this is a young pass rusher. It's a college game. It's a rivalry game, you know, a conference rivalry game, all of these things. But he stays within himself. He stays within the moment. He stays disciplined. And if you watch that whole game, actually, you'll see Clemson defender after Clemson defender. When Wake Forest tries to roll out, they they play the flat very, very nicely. They play that pursuit very intelligently. Henry gets off of his blocker, runs parallel to the line of scrimmage, stays with the quarterback, doesn't give the quarterback the opportunity to really turn up field. Uh, At the end of the day, Wake Forest's quarterback ends up throwing the ball into traffic. Uh, It's incomplete. They don't get the touchdown. And again, KJ Henry doesn't get the sack, doesn't get, he might have gotten a pressure out of that one, ultimately doesn't get anything super sexy out of it, but he makes the play that his team needed to play. He stays disciplined within the scheme. I have to believe that that is something that attracted the Washington Commanders to KJ Henry. Last play of this game that I want to emphasize second and 15 at the Clemson 29, minute 17 left in the third quarter. Clemson is up 38 to 13 in this game. KJ Henry goes up against the uh, Wake Forest left tackle, sticks to him, uses one arm to control leverage on the left tackle throughout what is play action. Once he sees the quarterback pulls the ball and still has the ball, he just quickly uh, rips that left tackle past him. It's a really bad rep for that left tackle and crashes down. On the quarterback, clean hit, wrap and tackle for a solo sack. Really clean play from K.J. Henry shows just how his intelligence, his understanding of how leverage works and just how quickly he can get off the blocks. That's something that really stood out to me watching K.J. Henry film was how quickly he can disengage from blocks, which is something you're a little bit concerned with because he's not like the smallest dude in the world, but he is a little small for a defensive end. So being able to get off blockers is going to be very big for his career. some other general observations from the game, a lot of contained work against Wake Forest. Wake Forest was known for a triple option uh, in 2021. That was kind of their offensive shtick. So a lot of contained work, which might have hurt those grades a little bit because he's not super aggressive. He's kind of staying at home, playing smart, setting the edge, keeping contained. But again, to the Washington Commanders, that's a very attractive trait because you're seeing a guy who isn't worried about who's making the play. How many times we heard Ron Rivera say that? This is a guy that's already embodying that in college. On film, good discipline, keeping his responsibilities. He can rush from stand up, standing up position. He can rush as a down lineman. He's at active hands. He's always fighting, always moving his hands around, trying to get that leverage point. Not a lot of counters uh, in, the, in this 2021 game. A lot of times if he got stood up, if he got stalemated on a straight pass rush, that was just kind of it, and he looked to get his hands up in the passing, which is still good, but you would see like to see him develop some counters. Used a lot by the Clemson Tigers in flat coverage, so coming off the line of scrimmage, scrimmage dropping into the, into the flat, In zone coverage, good contain, again, on rolling quarterbacks. So that's not the only game i watch. Watch another game that we're going to share with you here on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and the calories, and you need the best tasting protein bar ever built, you got to try this. Built Bars are healthy and they taste amazing with amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream all of them covered in 100% real dark chocolate. Built Bars taste like candy bars, but they have amazing macros. Only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, but they pack 17 grams of protein. And the best part is you can get them at Walmart, you can get them at Sam's Club, you can get them delivered right to your door. If you go to the pharmacy section at Walmart, you can get a 4-bar box of several amazing flavors. If you go to Sam's Club, you can get a 13-bar box of Hit Flavors Brownie Batter Puff and churro puff that churro puff is amazing and make sure you also go to built.com if you want to get in on the return of chocolate peanut butter and chocolate coconut granola bars that's built.com built different
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thanks again for being a Locked On Command. It's your first listen or your first view today and every day. Every day there's out there again. We're going to wrap up this week with this film study. We've got a schedule release episode coming up. We'll do more film study next week, but we've also got Rookie Minicamp going down on Friday, so you know I'm going to come back to you next week with news and notes and observations. We're going to talk to some of these rookies uh, as well, and Coach Rivera. I'm sure Coach Rivera will be asked about Andrew Luck. If anything comes from that, we will talk about that as well. But I think we're all kind of hoping nothing comes to that, right? Right. So let's move on down to Game 2 of K.J. Henry. We're looking at the 2022 matchup uh, against Wake Forest. And, yes, I did that by design. I kind of wanted to see, like, okay, let's look at you in 2021. Let's look at you in 2022. And I figured that comparison would be good to share here on this episode. Again, edge rusher for Clemson, wearing number five, so make sure you keep an eye out there. No sleeve, if I remember correctly, uh, in this game, so you'll have to kind of keep up uh, with where he's lining up every single snap. Did play 56 snaps, the fourth most uh, in that season. Had a 75.2 overall grade, which is about middle of the pack for his season, a 70.9 run defense grade, sixth best of the season, a 78 tackle grade, second best in the season, and a 70.6 pass rush grade, which was sixth best in the season. So already just looking at the grades, you can tell you're kind of coming into it, expecting a little bit of improvement from what you saw last time. What you saw last time wasn't terrible, right? One pressure in the game, it was a quarterback hit, four tackles, one assist tackle, and one stop. Again, stops might be a third down, might be a goal to go uh situation, just something that keeps the offense from progressing uh in, in their schedule uh as a unit. So only one real big play in this game to really emphasize what we're getting when you want to, when you're talking about watching the Washington commanders with KJ Henry on the field. And that came on a third and 17 at the wake forest 24, 13 minutes and nine seconds left in the second quarter. Clemson's up 14 to seven. Clemson has three down linemen to the right, so they're stacked heavy to the right. Henry is alone on the left side, lined up in the wide nine position. So he's on the defensive line, but he's outside. Uh, The tackle, there's no tight end, if I remember correctly, uh, in the offensive formation. Attacks upfield on the snap of the ball, sets up his blocker, but he collapses back inside because the Clemson Tigers are running a stunt. The far right interior defensive lineman actually on the snap of the ball engages left, Uh, I want to say hits the left guard, and then tries to wrap around uh, K.J. Henry. K.J. Henry moves inside, does his job, right? Takes the blocker's attention, pushes off inside, hoping that that guy can get around uh, it works. He keeps his head up, though, keeps his eyes engaged in the backfield. If you watch this play, watch his head. Watch where his eyes are going. Keeps his eyes engaged inside. And the quarterback tries to step up in the package to avoid the outside stunt that's coming towards him. KJ Henry sheds the block from the center. Again, really fast Shed uh, block shedding ability from KJ Henry and gets the quarterback hit. That's the pressure that he had the quarterback hit as the ball is being released. So the ball gets released. It's not a fumble. It's not a sack. But certainly a big impact on that play made by KJ Henry. Looking from 2021 to 2022 versus Wake Forest, good, uh, great, uh good get off on the line of scrimmage. KJ Henry has he good, good get off. Not necessarily a great get off, right? But a great get off is kind of like you're almost like he's in the huddle. He knows the snap count, right? So that would be considered a great get off. So that's really hard to find. So he got a really good get off. That's still a very big positive. A better counter game in the 2022 game against Wake Forest than the 2021 game against Wake Forest. And again, a little bit of grain of salt, right? So in 2021, we saw him doing a lot of contain. There's a lot of patience involved. They like to run a lot of options. So there's a lot of don't get sucked in too early to that kind of stuff. So maybe it's not so much that he didn't have the counter in 2021. Now I did watch a couple more 2021 games that I'm not uh breaking down specifically here Uh, in, in, uh with, with some access that I can't really share with you guys. And I still didn't see as many counters. Now, I did see some more counters against teams that weren't Wake Forest, but I didn't see as many counters. Definitely saw more against Wake Forest in this game uh, that you guys can watch with me. So that's that's obviously an improvement, and it shows that he can be coached and that he can be developed. Most successful when he's locking up with a blocker. So he likes to hit the blocker, kind of lock out. He likes that single alarm push, lock out with a blocker, and then once he sees where the play is going, boom, make that decision, get off that block. Uh, I call it a delayed secondary move. Uh, that he hits uh, very, very successful with that type of play. Consistent in the pursuit of quarterback or ball carrier. So if the ball carrier or the quarterback's trying to hit outside, you see it consistently. He, he uses the same motion. He uses the same uh, systematic uh, approach. stays parallel to the line of scrimmage. Doesn't get too aggressive. Doesn't take bad angles. Again, used in flats coverage a lot. Really good effort with his hands at the line of scrimmage. Only saw him lose contain once in all the games that I watched. Only saw him lose contain once on a multiple quarterback. And he was held. I mean, he was held. The, the only reason I basically say this flag wasn't called is because at the time it wasn't really a super close game, so maybe they're kind of hoping to get that game a little bit closer. But he was clearly held. I mean, it was bad. It was Curtis Samuel being pass interfered with, and not being called uh, against the New York Giants kind of bet. Still better standing up, I think, than he is as a down lineman. So that has me, I don't want to say concerned, but definitely something I'm going to be watching during rookie camp OTAs, practices, especially once we can get a little physical on practices. See how he kind of does uh, there in the trenches as a down lineman. Good discipline, doesn't get outside the scheme to try to be a hero. And I got to say, guys, I mean, I think when you look at what this team needs, what this coaching staff has been talking about, they want and then what they need, and you watch a guy like KJ Henry play. I mean, th- honestly, that's a huge thing that stands out from a commander's point of view, right? Not every team is going to look at that and say that's exactly why we need to draft this kid. But when you again, you just listen to coach conversations about scheme discipline, assignment discipline over the last few years, this kid does it, man. This kid does it uh, all the time. So that's K.J. Henry in a nutshell. Moving forward to Andre Jones Jr. We we'll only have time to really share one game's worth of observation. Seventh-round pick, 6'4 half, two hundred forty eight 248 pounds, number 233 overall pick by the Washington Commanders out of Louisiana. 5.69 grade from NFL.com's Lance Zerline, which equates to bottom-of-the-roster practice squad guy. Uh, the game I'm going to share with you here, 2022 versus Florida State. Again, Louisiana Raging Cajuns. He's edge rusher, wears number 10. Uh, I don't know if it's dreadlocks, but he's got longer hair coming out of his helmet. Really easy to identify. Should have a really easy time with that. Plays 38 snaps in this game. The game kind of gets away. Uh, Florida State kind of runs away with it, so the backups kind of get in uh, towards the end of the game. So he only gets 38 snaps, but he does have a 72.7 overall grade, 70.9 run defense grade, 58.8 tackling grade, 65.6 pass rush grade. Uh, in this game, two pressures, both of them hurries, one tackle, three assisted tackles, and he did have one missed tackle. So if you're watching long 34 at the Louisiana 14 yard line, two minutes, five seconds left in the first quarter. Florida State is already up 14 nothing. It's a read option play by 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 Florida State, by the Florida State quarterback. Jones has attack assignments as it appears. Uh, Louisiana brought a safety up to fill where he was coming from. So Jones is lined up on the left end. Uh, the quarterback executes read option, six the ball in the belly. Of the running back starts looking at who's going to collapse, who's going to come in. Jones collapses, goes after the running back. Louisiana does bring a safety, it looks like, to where Jones was going to be. Uh, and you know, in theory, the job of that safety is now to clean up the gap that Jones just vacated. Uh, but Jones attacks down on the running back, cleans him up. Really solid technique, really good speed off the line, great get off, uh, great execution all the way around. Only problem was the guy didn't have the ball, so. This is where it's hard to really tell defensive assignments, right? Because I'm not in the headset. I don't know the actual play call. But, again, just looking for clues, right? So, again, uh, uh, Jones comes off the line of scrimmage. Boom. He immediately hits the running back angle, right? Doesn't even hesitate for a second. And then if you look on the back end, there is a safety coming to where Jones uh, just vacated. And when the quarterback pulls the ball out of the running back stomach, he hits that spot where where Andre Jones just came from. That safety is there. He just doesn't make the play, and the Florida State quarterback ends up uh, scoring a touchdown on the play. But from an Andre Jones standpoint, if that was the call, which, again, based off the reaction, this wasn't like the safety said, oh, man, he's not there, and they're going there. i got to get there. No, like they're simultaneously moving. As soon as as Andre Jones vacates his spot, that safety comes up in it. So i got to believe that was done by design. If that was done by design, Andre Jones Jr., very athletic, very effective, very quick into the backfield. Uh, And had the Florida State quarterback made the wrong decision and handed it to the running back would have been a really great play for the Raging Cajun. So some general observations about Andre Jones Jr. stood up more than he played as a down lineman. That doesn't really work. Scheme translation of the commanders. But again, this is a seventh round pick might be a practice squad guy. So you've got time to work on it. Shuffles when he's unsure of where to go, kind of sidesteps a little bit, which is uh, not advantageous, lined up on the left and right. All the time. If you watch this game and you watch Louisiana, you're going to see he flips either side of the line. I think that's a really valuable tool. Uh, that experience is going to help him. Used in pass defense also. Fell off the line of scrimmage. Dropped into zones. Clearly has the length to play in the National Football League. A little suspect when angling to try to contain quarterback scrambles. That's going to need to work, uh, get worked on. Solid get off the line of scrimmage. Needs to get better at disengaging blocks. Where KJ Henry gets off of his blocker super quick. Andre Jones tends to get stuck a little bit. So that's our breakdown of these two players. Where are they going to fit into the Washington Commanders defensive line rotation?
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: Depth chart time here on Locked On Commanders, And even though a lot of us are excited about KJ Henry, it is important to remember this is a fifth round draft pick. Last year, the Washington Bears had two fifth-round draft picks. Sam Howell, the quarterback, third stringer for most of the season. Cole Turner, the tight end. Kind of looked like he was fighting for that number two tight end spot before injury happened during training camp and ultimately ended up really basically being like the number four guy uh, on the team. We'll see what he can do this year. So it's important to kind of temper expectations a little bit, right? I like a lot of what I saw from KJ Henry. I like a lot of the raw natural ability I saw in Andre Jones Jr. But in year one, How much did you really expect from them? Well, here is my breakdown of how I think that the Washington Commanders defensive line depth chart is going to look when we arrive to training camp. So we already did the defensive back group, right? Emmanuel Forbes, Quad Martin drafted by the Washington Commanders. So that is still up here on our board. But now we're adding the defensive linemen to it. So starting defensive ends, you got Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Starting defensive tackles, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Behind Chase Young, I'm lining up James Smith-Williams, who, again, played a lot of snaps in replacement for him last year while he was still dealing with his injury. And then I've got K.J. Henry coming into the depth chart behind James Smith-Williams there uh, on, on Chase Young's side of things. And then F.A. Obata, uh, again, he can move around a little bit, but I'm going to slot him there uh, for now. Defensive tackle, Jonathan Allen behind him. I'm putting John Ridgway, David Bada. Um and Abdullah Anderson. Full disclosure, haven't watched a lot of Abdullah Anderson, uh, so I don't know exactly where he's going to fit or where I expect him to fit. But a, like, a, but like a lot of these guys, you can see a lot of these guys, you know, reduce down inside, move outside, stand up maybe a little bit. John Ridgeway certainly is going to get on the field more than he's going to get on the field with John Allen. I expect not just in replacement of him if John ever needs a breather or anything. Other defense tackle group, Deron Payne, putting be putting Fiderian Mathis behind him betting any post eye behind uh, them as well, and on the other defensive end side, Casey Tuohill, William Bradley King, kind of they're kind of like the next two guys up after James Smith Williams. Maybe KJ Henry takes the takes the lead uh, of that trio as well, and then Andre Jones Jr. Uh, behind them as well. And those are just based off of the defensive linemen that are on the roster. As it stands here today. So again, the further we get into this draft class, you know what I mean. You're not going to get starters everywhere. You're looking to get contributors out of the first four rounds, really. Uh, if you can get it, you would like to have starters or at least a good amount of snap uh, snaps get uh, handed out to the top three picks. Your first round pick, obviously, is a guy that you expect to contribute a significant amount. But I think it's solid. You know what I mean? When you look at this defensive end group, especially uh, all of these guys. I mean, Chase, Montez, James, uh Casey, William. All of them are playing on expiring contracts right now. None of them have deals that take them into next year. So, KJ Henry and Andre Jones Jr., you know, KJ, maybe he develops enough this first year that he can challenge for a starting job next year if the availability is there. If either Chase or Montez don't come back uh, next season, maybe KJ is ready to challenge. If he's not, then that year of NFL experience should at least groom him or help him get groomed to step into maybe a bigger secondary role, backup role. Role playing, pass rush, or what have you. Andre Jones Jr. again got the length. He's got some of the tools. Just needs to sharpen a little bit, I think, of the football IQ side of things, execution side of things on how to anticipate. Uh, And this coaching staff will have to teach him those things and see what they can tap into. But a seventh round pick, you know, uh, it's hard to expect a whole lot from him. But there are certainly some raw tools there that you can see why the Commanders were attracted to him. So. That wraps up our defensive end, our edge rusher breakdown from the Washington Commanders class. We will continue our film breakdown of this year's NFL draft class next week. We will also talk about the rookie camp, and we will end this week with the schedule release once it is official. And I'm going to appreciate all my everydayers for coming back tomorrow and next week for all of that. And I appreciate you for being here today for this episode of Locked On Commanders, making this your first listen or your first view today we are still going to be doing live off-season mailbag so if you've got questions or anything you want to discuss in the show shoot it to me via email at lockedoncommanders@gmail.com, on gmail.com on twitter at harrison 82 in the youtube comments in the live chat or by texting me at 202-760-2644 via subtext uh subtexters you get priority so if you want that priority jump in there uh with everybody else we're having a blast and it's only going to get better as the season gets closer i uh, got some game day ideas uh, kind of circulating that I want to get into practice. Hopefully. I mean, look, preseason is not just for uh, players, right? It's for officials, it's for media, it's for fans, it's for everybody. Signing off for today. I'm David Harrison, staff writer for Commander Country part Sports Illustrated. It's a fan nation credential member of the media covering your Washington Commanders over there. More importantly, hanging out with you five days a week till we speak again. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another. And I'll see you right back here next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team